Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 279, and today I'm going to share with you a recent TAS Power Hour. Uh, This is something that we've been doing on Friday afternoons. I can't promise we're going to do these every Friday, but right now we are because people are showing up, uh, people are getting value, and to be quite honest with you, myself... Chris Schaefer and Dom Sugar, we generally talk anyway, so why not get on there and help some people out answering some questions, and it's just really good to be able to sit down and kind of talk about these these things that are on our minds in a sense, and in this episode, we actually talk about review strategies, lightning deals, collecting emails, external traffic, and a bunch of other uh, topics in there as well, but those are some of the main ones, so if you're interested, this is going to be a great episode for you in uh, in hearing our thoughts and even some questions that came in about this, because as we started talking about it, we started getting questions from Periscope, from Facebook Live, um, we stream these on, on both platforms, and we may even go YouTube Live uh, pretty soon, so we'll be simultaneously uh, if I can say that word, uh, uh, you know, broadcasting. But right now, a lot of fun. People are showing up. People are getting value. People are laughing because Dom Sugar is a comedian. Uh, we call him the Candy Man. He's just funny. He's always got either a new hat on or a bandana or. He's just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So just a great, great guy. So if you just want a weekly dose of some laughs, you probably should show up to the show as well. Uh, We do these on Friday afternoons, like I said, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. At least right now, we're going to keep doing them as long as you guys keep showing up. And I will occasionally put them here on the podcast for you guys that couldn't show up. And, uh, you know, sometimes people just don't connect with Facebook. Believe it or not, people are not all on Facebook. I know, it's crazy, right? Uh, So um, if you want to attend one live, though, you can head over to our Facebook page, theamazingseller.com forward slash F as in Frank, B as in boy, um, and that is the Facebook group. Or you can just go to theamazingseller.com forward slash hour, and that'll take you to the TAS fan page. Either one, you'll find us there Friday afternoons or the replay. Uh, Periscope, Find me at Scott Volker, and uh, you'll be able to connect with me there. All right, so uh, what do you say? Let's go ahead and listen to uh, this uh, this really great episode with uh, myself, Dom Sugar, Chris Schaefer for TAS Power Hour. Enjoy. Yeah, we are uh, live on Periscope now, so everyone's coming in. I didn't want to talk over you. Uh, sorry about that, Chris. But I'm just going to point over here right now to face or to uh, Periscope. So everyone that's on Periscope right now, we are going to be starting here soon. Going to do a little uh, TAS Power Hour with my good friend Dom Sugar, the Candyman, and Chris Schaefer. We just came up with a nickname called the Money Maker. Uh, it's pretty cool. I like that nickname. Um, so uh, a lot of people saying, "Hey, hey, hey, what's up?" Uh, let's see. We got someone here from Canada. Coming in from uh, yeah. in your neck of the woods there, Dom. Good. Uh, so uh, yeah, actually, Dom recently. Ju- a boot time. Yeah, uh, Dom just recently did a um, a meetup in Canada, uh, and some people came from the TAS Live. So uh, that's been pretty awesome. I think there was there was uh, uh, someone just said money maker taken. <laughs> someone just said I'm excited. They got about ten emojis with sunglasses. Um, so that's cool. All right, so let, let's get rocking and rolling here. Um, someone just said Dom cracks me up. That is that is that's the goal of having Dom here, just to make people laugh. That's it. Um, <laughs> okay, they laugh yeah, with Dom. They laugh at me. I have my money satchel with me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let, let's let's get a little serious here. Um, let's uh, let's kind of dive in. So uh, I mean. First off, I think we can kind of maybe go into just a little bit of some clarifications that we've had or maybe some what we've been hearing on the streets of, of the Amazon review crackdown. 
So let's maybe let's maybe just dive into that little topic there. I say little topic. It's a pretty big topic. Um, but, um, Chris, why don't you kind of give me what you've been hearing, um, and then we can kind of uh, discuss that a little bit. And then I do want to move on, though. I know that we've been beating this to death, and I just want to kind of move on. But I know that things have been uh, kind of clarified a little bit, um, so maybe we can talk about that. Yeah, I spent – uh, a good amount of time this week on the phone with customer service and customer support people for Google for a variety of reasons and also Amazon. And I had a couple different conversations with people and I've actually started to see some screenshots for people that were asking as well about what exactly they mean in the new TOS, right? Where they're saying we can't give away products in exchange for a review. And when they first kind of published that, we emphasized the word exchange, right? You can't do it in exchange for a review. And Amazon really has come out and clarified that this week, at least in the conversations that I've had with them. They're saying promotions are okay, right? You can do a promotion as long as you don't require that they leave you a review. And so they they specifically told me that this week, and I've seen a couple screenshots come out with that as well. So that's good news, at least in my opinion, uh, because you're getting more clarification there, right? They still haven't come out and said it's going to be 50% or you can't leave a review, but they have said that you are allowed to do giveaways and promotions, which was kind of their first clarification. Yeah. You know, giveaways are still allowed. Yeah. And then the second clarification now is, yes, those people can leave reviews as long as you're not requiring that review yeah. in exchange for the discount. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I had uh, Greg Mercer back on. Uh, he It's, it's going to probably air in, I don't know, maybe a week and a half or two weeks. Um, of course, you know, we all kind of know, you know, Greg had his review group called Review Kick, right? It's now called Jump Send. Um, and, and, you know, even when, even when he created that group, um, I had my, my thoughts on if he should have named it Review Group or Review Kick because of that reason. Because uh, we all kind of expected that something was probably going to happen. But it's Jump Send now. He also has an automation tool in the background that delivers emails. So that's kind of where he's doing it. But it's really, um, now it's becoming, any of these platforms, Snagshow, um, Viral Launch, um, all of these different platforms, they're all starting to kind of go down that road of it's going to be a deal site, okay? And um, Greg actually did talk to an Amazon um, legal um, advisor for their for their department there, their attorneys, and, um, and he did get some clarification. And the clarification was really exactly what you just said, that you can't, uh, you can't require a review or make people leave a review in order to be part of a group, right? You can't have that in your stipulation that if you want to be in this group, you can, but we're going to give you discounts on products. And you, in order to be part of this, the only thing you need to do for us to be, to still be a member is to leave reviews that you can't do. Okay. The other thing that you can't do is you can't pre pick who you want to send the products to. So before, if you were in review kick, you could see that, well, this person has left uh, I don't know, 500 reviews, and out of those, their average was a three and a half star. Eh, I'm not going to send it to them. They're a little bit more critical for me. I'm going to only send it to people that left five and four stars, right? You can't do that anymore. It's got to be a random, like, I'm, I'm just going to send it out to the group, and I'm going to get the sale. Um, so that can't be done. You also can't track the follow-up as far as you can't track to make sure that they left a review, Okay, so you can't like someone clicks on the the deal and then it follows them through to the end of the sale and then it follows up to see if they've left a review, and then for you to be able to to kind of like follow up with them again and say, hey, remember you're part of this group, you can't, you have to leave a review. Can't do that, right? So you have to think of it like slick deals. If anybody's familiar with slick deals or Fat Wallet, those sites are deal sites, right? 
and they've been around for a while. And they're, I mean, you can sell a lot of product on, on those sites, right? The only problem is it's kind of hard to get your deal up there. Sometimes you can get it up there, but it's taken down right away. And a lot of times you have to be a member for a while. And there's just a lot of rules and regulations there as well because there's people and they're spamming. As always, you have stuff like that. They're going to have spammers. But um, I believe that these sites, uh, these these groups that you're able to give product away to, I believe that they're going to be your deal sites. They're going to be the slick deals. And there may be even a time that you might even see these deal sites connecting into other deal sites. So now they're just going to be part of a network of like this deal. So that deal gets syndicated to Snagshout, uh, you know, Jump Send. Uh, viral launch, um, you know, so it may come where your offer is going to be seen by more people by syndicating it across new feeds. Now, and, and again, I think that that could be coming. Um, can't say for sure, but I think that that could be. I've heard it. Um, I've heard that idea, and, and, and I think it's a. I think it's a great idea because then it gets you into a site like Slick Deal when you normally wouldn't be able to get in there. Um, so I would say, uh, I think they're all. All the ones that I've ever recommended are all on the up and up. They're doing what's right. They're trying to conform to these new rules. Um, and from what I'm hearing, Amazon, their legal department is okay with that. All right. It's just, you can't do an exchange for a review. Don, go ahead. Give me your tips or advice on this. Where are you at? <laughs> I think, well, you guys pretty much said most of it. The only, the only thing that was, uh, Chris was saying earlier is that we still don't know what the volume will be like True. what the discount That's amount true. can be. So That's true. I would still be careful. I mean, we talked about this yesterday because we have four new products that we need to launch. We're like, do we send 100 out? Do we do 50? And we we basically said, let's try 10 to 15 for the first couple of days and see see what happens. What I do know is from the chains, they've definitely taken down a lot of reviews. Yes, they but have. Like, not, They haven't grandfathered anything because we've seen our reviews go from 700 to 400 or, or you know, 600 to 500 or 100 to, to 30 or whatever. So that, for sure, I can uh, vouch for across across all uh, platforms and categories. Uh, and then, you know, even though I keep them, I'm keeping track of some of my competitors in the same, because their, their, their feedbacks were really still high. And then, yeah, they got knocked down too from like 1,500 down to 800 or 900. So they're definitely doing that. So... Cool. Yeah, I, I think we're I think we're all on the same page, and I think that anyone that's ever followed myself or you know, anybody that I've really kind of recommended or anything, you know, it, it's always been about doing something to get the initial sales and get ranking, and then the reviews are going to come after that. Like you said, Don. Like you said, if it was a matter of me not being able to use a maybe a coupon code to give out uh, products, that would have hurt you more than them telling you you can't go and get reviews. Like. You're more about ranking than you are about getting the reviews. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean that that's the that that that's the 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 process of it that we think. The only thing with that is that again we're still finding out that because you can't get those first reviews and you're relying on PPC to get your your sales, you know, to and then you know it's it's going to take a lot longer to get those first few reviews. That's that's the only drawback to it. So even though you're doing PPC, people can buy your stuff. They're not, you know, I guess I don't. Do you consider that a really an organic sale, even though PPC has it? I mean, it's not a code discount sale, but it's still PPC to get that sale. So, right. What now? Right. Now let's like, let's kind of address this real quick, and then we're going to move on. But yeah. like we've also talked yesterday. You and I had a, a pretty lengthy conversation yesterday, and and we talked about like it's just it means that when you go to pick those products, 
um, you are going to be trying to find the products that you aren't going to be competing on reviews. What do you got going on over yeah. there, Chris? Like, you got a leaf blower by your window? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like right next to my window right now. I don't <laughs> he's just like, he's cleaning out the windowsill with a leaf blower. He is. I'm like, dude, like you already mowed my grasslands this week. I don't know why Wave you're back. Him. Wave I'm not to him right now. Wave to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't think... Uh, we also just got kicked off Facebook, so I'm going to restart that. Come on. Uh, Why is that uh, happening? But Periscope's still Sorry, here. Periscope. Periscope's Sorry, still here. Why is Facebook doing that? Well, Facebook just doesn't like us. I think that's what the problem is. Hmm. So are you going to be able to they get us? Heard, they, were worried. they were worried that we were going to broadcast all of the uh, the noise. Yeah. Are you going to be able to get us back live on Facebook? Yep. Okay. I'm going to restart that here in about 30 seconds. Right, we're going to do that. But while we're doing that, you guys are here. we got kisses and we've got hearts. Nice. Thank you for that. Dom, you just got a kiss. Nice. On the cheek. Thanks. On the cheek. <laughs> on the head. That's good. On the head. <laughs> uh, okay, so before let's we know when we're back. Yeah, just let let it let us know when we're back up, Chris. Um Periscope's still uh still here, so you guys are awesome. You guys are stable. Facebook I got a question not so stable. There. What's that, Dom? Periscope Periscope. Periscope questions at all, or while we're yeah, do, yeah, we got any questions on Periscope right now? We can answer before we go back on Facebook. If you got any questions, throw them in there right now. We'll go ahead and answer them for you. I'll give it a second here. No questions, no questions. Come on, questions. We're waiting. Yeah. Dom, do, do this. Next question. Remember, remember, um, Mister yeah. Brain on uh, Jay Leno. <laughs> Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Is there a minimum star rating needed to be shown on pay per click? Minimum zero, no, nothing. No, yeah, no. yeah I don't think it that sounds that like your product is, is probably fulfilled by manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, best way to rank again after running out of stock? Um, well, the traditional way was to give some stuff away, right? Well, or so or start away. or start your pay per click back up again too. Yeah, do PPC, yep. do a little higher PPC than you're normal to. Yeah. So you can get some 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 ranking. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I would say that. Um someone asked what your favorite beer is. Mine is Blue Moon and Corona in the summer. Um Don, you don't have a beer you don't drink. Um uh, I don't drink. No. Chris I don't either, but when I do, <laughs> I don't always have beer. <laughs> but when I do, I gotta give a shout out to Yingling. Yeah, Yingling's good. I like Yingling. Right. The good I, I'm not the a, standard standard I, lager. I, I have to be. I have to be honest. I, I only have a beer when I'm usually with like company. I don't ever like sit home and drink beer like with my family. It's like I'm not like, hey, honey, go get the six pack of uh, Meisterbrow out of the out of the fridge. Meisterbrow. Uh, <laughs> um, Schlitz. 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 Okay. Oh, Schlitz. Genesee. Old, old Milwaukee. Uh, okay. Does outside traffic affect ranking? Dom, does outside traffic affect ranking? And I think what they mean is, well, let, let's answer this two different ways. Does it help you rank inside of Amazon if you get sales from outside? Like if you got something from Google, let's say Google sending you traffic. Yeah. Well, of course you're going to move the the BSR up. You're going to move your keyword ranking up. But uh, you know, you selling inside Amazon is not going to move you up in Google that I know of, anyway. No, no, they're 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 saying like if you no, drove outside yeah. traffic to the yeah. listing, the only yeah. thing that I would caution anyone with that strategy yeah. is if that if that if that traffic goes over there and it's not targeted and it just goes there and it doesn't convert, that yeah. can hurt your conversions and then that could have an effect, yeah. a negative effect. And, and you right. can't track it. Yeah. Right. That's right. why we've been talking. Yeah. 
that, that that's why we've been really talking about trying to have that little bit of a gateway of where you 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 collect the email address before you give them a code or something to enter into Amazon. So this way here we can qualify the traffic more. So hopefully is that, that makes is sense. Chris, is that Scott fuzzy to you or what? Scott looks really fuzzy. fuzzy. Like it looks like we're no. Oh, looks normal. Okay. Maybe it's just my side. Are we back up on Facebook? Uh, it should be starting here in a couple seconds. All right. Man, Facebook takes a while. All right. So any more questions, Periscope? Any tips to get to page one besides pay-per-click? Sales. No, <laughs> Organic <laughs> sales. I mean, yeah, I think that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's what he means. He knows that. Or they know that. I uh, mean, well, I, yeah. I, I'm going to throw something in there. I'm going to throw something in there. Yeah. Making sure that your listing is fully optimized. I yeah. think that that's critical, right? Yeah, well that's that's like showing up for work at nine o'clock. That should already be done, right? Right? You know, like it's not, you know, it's that's part of the that's part of your job. That's part of you making sure you're listing. But I mean, there's lots of ways you can do it. Again, we used to do it with the giveaways and the, and all that stuff, but it's a little harder now because of that. Again, you have to kind of play with it. You have to hope to Lord that you're not in a saturated market, yeah. right? It's going to be a lot harder for you. But if you do some PPC, it'll start moving your ranking. And even if you give you some giveaways without some reviews, it'll start moving your your uh, your keywords up and your ranking up, and then uh, you'll start getting some organic sales. You know, so hopefully if you get to the second page, you'll start people you know click through to the second page and see your product. Okay, but through PBC for sure. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. Um, okay, I got a question here from Periscope. Um, this person was just locked out of fourth quarter. There must be a new seller. They're asking, should they wait to set up their seller's account before so before they get their inventory so they can ship it in, or you know, should they do it now? Well, if it was me, I would just continue like it was like you were the yesterday that you didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. Just keep going through. The only thing that's changed, unfortunately, you can't ship your inventory in, but you need to be ready for December twentieth, right. right? Right. Okay, your listing done, your copy, your pictures, your product in stock. I mean, I don't know where they are in their stage. Are their products already ready to come? Then you'll have to find either a fulfillment place or a freight forwarder that you can hold it at, a logistics company that can hold your stuff, bring it to your basement, your uncle's right, garage, right, 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 and then send it in after. I mean, no. you have to feel, figure out those logistics first if it's already on its way. But yeah, uh, yeah Charles, really Charles just said you can do FBM, and I agree. Fulfilled by merchant, yeah. guys. I think there's no yeah. reason to – like right now, you should be getting everything done as if you're going to ship in, and then you can still be fulfilling by merchant right now. Right, yep. so you can still be working on that stuff. You've got stuff to do. Get it ready. Get it live. You don't want to be fumbling around after December twentieth. And who knows? Amazon can make another announcement yep. next week and say, "Guess what, guys? We're going to make that a week earlier. Send your stuff in." Yep. Who knows? Now, another option is, which I'm not sure 100 percent because we've never really did it. But I've, some of the guys that I that I coach that I work with, they've tried it, but I've never really followed up on them. I'm not sure if you can uh, put your stuff on a calendar and say that it'll be in on December twenty fifth. And start getting some pre-sales on it. That's a good idea. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Right? It'll, it'll, it'll show no inventory currently, but you can still drive people to it, even off Facebook ads and all that, like to get your launch sequence going. Yeah. And then and then as soon as your product's ready, boom, 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 boom. You got hundred, you got lots of sales the first couple of days. Hey, uh, um, okay, these questions are keep flying in. I want to make sure that I can hit them. Um, so someone's asking about a rate card. Should they put a rate card inside of their packaging? And I think what they mean is like a, a scorecard of like how their customer service was. I think that's what I mean, uh, or think that's what they mean. Um, I'm not sure. 
Yeah. I'm not sure I would do that. I don't think it's going to be as effective. I think if anything, you want to just try to get them on oh. an email list if you can through uh, through the VIP yeah. or uh, uh, a warranty or extra videos or extra content, yeah. extra resources. That's going to be your best bet than to trying to get those people through a, a, a rating yeah. card or a feedback card or something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's usually for the service industry always. I mean, I understand what they're trying to do, but the conversion rate to get people f- directly from your insert card to sign up is v- as low as it is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Add a, they're not going to fill out a rate card and send it back to you or go to your website, fill out a rating, you know. And it's you know it's going to help you, I guess, to hold your product. But that's why you'll get your reviews inside of Amazon, which starts selling. People will tell you if your product's good or not. Yeah. So really, you're kind of defeating the purpose because they're going to leave the review anyways. If you know, well, they that, want that to. might be what they're asking about is, hey, can you go leave us a review on Amazon? And I don't, I don't know that that's a problem because that's going to everybody. But I would say you're if, you're better off probably using that goodwill to try to get an email address in exchange for something, right? If somebody's going to take an action based on that card, you want to be able to capture something out of it. You can hit them up for a review via the, the follow-up. Right. That's right. That's right, yeah. Hey, Chris, are we live on Facebook again? No. The API apparently is broken. So I'm going to keep working on that. Let's just turn this into a Periscope for now. I guess so. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, um, okay, here's, uh, here's a couple questions that just came in. Can we email our customers? Yep. And, and the answer is, yeah, you can email your customers, but you can't email your customers through Amazon and basically capture their email address through Amazon. Solicit, yeah. Right? You can't solicit yeah. through there. Now, if you can collect that email address outside of Amazon, meaning when the package arrives and you have something for them to enter their email address for, then I'm okay with that, okay? Um, now, the other question that came in was, how many emails do I need on my list? Um, in order to be effective. And that's really going to depend how you acquired them. Um, but I think that if you have you know, a list of 500 people to start with, I think is a good number. And I think that would get the ball rolling to where you can then do a flash sale, right? You can say, listen, this Friday, here it is, it's Wednesday. Friday, we're going to do a flash sale. We're going to discount our product by five bucks or you're going to get 25% off, whatever, right? But only for Friday, Right, and it's going to be between twelve and six or something, right? So you you get them prepped, you get them aware of what's going to happen on Friday morning. You send out that email, and then you just lower your price. No no coupon even needed. You can do that, or you can say, hey, email us if you want a coupon. They're going to email you. You're going to have to email a coupon back. A little bit more work, but you can still do that. Five hundred people on an email list that are targeted it, to me could be very effective. Um, and, and I think you can scale that much larger than that. Um, someone asked also about a Facebook fan page. Should they have one when, when creating their, their brand? And I think everyone should have at least a fan page created, even if you're not using it right now. Just, just again, we want those social channels to be kind of aligned with our brand. If you have a website or even if you don't have a website yet, but you bought a domain name, I think you should have that domain name. And then from there, uh, you want to, you know, have everything else aligned with that brand. So you want like a Facebook page, of course, right? Um, you want probably even do an Instagram account, even if you're not going to use it right now. Like just start registering for these different accounts and then you have them. Um, but a Facebook fan page, I think would be number one. I think it's the easiest to get going. And then from there, I think you can start, uh, doing the email build. Um, a lot of hearts flying in on here on Periscope. Um, Chris, do we need to just stop there completely and start over again? Is that it? Are you that's, trying that? That's what I'm doing that's right now. Trying? Okay. Um, how can you figure um, who your ideal customer is? Uh, okay. Crap. Can you post that one more time? That one there went so fast. Um, 
This is why I got to get uh, get someone on the other iPad. side here. Yeah, for targeting outside of Amazon. Okay, how do I target? That's a great question, and I'm going to address that. I think that's a great, great question. Okay, how do you target? This is the question, guys. How do I target people that could possibly be interested in my product? Let's use the fishing example. Okay, if we're going after people that are into fishing. We can go to Facebook and we can go up in the search bar and type in fishing group or bass fishing or whatever, deep sea fishing, right? And you're going to see groups populate. As those groups populate, those are the ones that we're going to pay attention to. You can go to Instagram, type in fly fishing, uh, deep sea fishing, whatever. You're going to see pages on Instagram that are there. Those are our ideal clients. They've already been kind of cultivated for us. They've already been brought to the surface in a group. Now, all we got to do is just go and figure out how to add value from them or to them or target them. And in Facebook ads, you can target them very, very easily. Um, so that's how I would do it. I would do that like immediately, like Instagram and, and, and Pinterest. Pinterest is another one. When you capture an email, how do you automate single-use coupons delivery? It's a great question. Um, right now, there's a couple of services I think that offer something, but I've heard a couple glitches. Um, we're actually working on something right now that we could use alongside of another software that will allow us to upload uh, a bunch of coupons and then it'll just disperse them. But right now it would have to be like one at a time. Um, that's why the flash sale would work pretty good. Um, can we use coupon codes for past customers? Um, you can, if you had them on an email list, that would be easy to do, right, Dom? Right? If you yeah, had, you could if do you, it that way. Right? Um, yeah, I don't think, internally you can't, again, solicit and say, here, here's 20% off, use this code. But well, I'm aware of anyways. I'm pretty sure it's you, you do not want to do that through Amazon, but you yeah. can do that through your own email list, right? Well, I, I think that was the question. What if I wanted to go yeah. back and just have a VA go through all of my past sales and, uh, and just start randomly, just start emailing people on that product that they bought and say, uh, hey, just to let you know, we got a, we got a, a special run and here's a coupon code and we did it directly through Amazon. That, that wouldn't be good, correct? You, you are not supposed to use the Amazon emails for that. But if you have your own email list, it's not a problem because you can send them anything you want. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but I think they were saying they don't have a list. They just want to they just want to email the people that have already bought from them. Here's a thanks for a follow up. But again, that's why, you know, email capture is so important because you can't do that with that. You know. Yeah. Unless some unless somebody out there knows how to uh, figure out the AWS encryption. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> but even, even if you could, you wouldn't have permission to email them. Yeah, that's true. And I think you just hit your volume knob there. I think you just hit the volume knob. You just bumped it. Woo! Chris is on the hot. Woo! There you go. Turn her up again. We have, we live on Facebook again? Yeah. Cool. What's going on, Facebook? Facebook, welcome back. You missed a bunch. You missed a bunch. We were yeah. talking all about different things. Oh, my gosh. We, we're not going to be able to give uh, it to you guys. We got the gardener we heard from. The piano got... His name's Escobar, by the way. The piano guy called Scott to apologize for selling him that bad piano. <laughs> hey, if you guys are tuning in from Facebook Live right now, type in the chat right now that you're here and that you're alive and well because uh, we we just lost you for a little while there. Uh, not sure Bill, what happened there. Bill, Bill's out there. Let us know if we're alive, Bill. Bill, are you alive out there, buddy? Florida, Swetra, Swetra, yeah. Swetwell. Okay, so Facebook Live, what we were just doing there is we were talking about some email capture. We were talking about, um, you know, uh, uh, how to go out there and, and, uh, and, and find the people that are in your market. I think that's going to be more important as we move forward. Um, we talked about, uh, is it still good to create a Facebook fan page if you're just starting? The answer to that was yes. Um, I would definitely do that. Like, if you're going to, even if you're not going to use it, 
create it right in your brand um, or an Instagram or a Pinterest, right? Just it doesn't cost anything to set those things up. But and, if, and I would say specifically for the Facebook page, you want to have that because at some point you're going to want to run Facebook ads. You're not necessarily going to drive that traffic directly to Amazon. In fact, please, for the love of God, don't do that. Right. Um, since you have no way of tracking whether those people buy or not. But you want to have that page so that you have your logo and those kinds of things in place so that when you want to turn on ads, you can just turn them on. You don't have that hurdle at that point. Well, you know, um, it was funny. Our good buddy, Danny Brewer, who may be still on, um, but our good friend, Danny Brewer, posted in our actually our class the other day talking about Facebook fan pages and targeting an audience. And it's great, but if you don't have stuff to send them on a regular basis, then it's going to become cold. We call that a cold list. Yeah. And, 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 and I get it. And then I responded to Danny, which we're going to talk live in person here in a couple of weeks anyway. So I'll, I'll reel in Danny. Dan, Danny knows where I'm going to go with this. But basically, you don't have to just have your products when you have a list. Right. Okay. So the beautiful thing about that is you can borrow other people's content and they'll, they're going to want you to borrow their content because guess what? You're giving them credit for their content on your page. If you have an email list and you're like, I only got my stuff to let them know about. No, you find a good YouTube video about how to catch a, a, a catfish. I'm going to email that to my list and go, hey guys, happy Friday. Just wanted to send you this cool new video I just found on YouTube. It's really awesome. This guy's got a great technique on how to catch a catfish. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bang. Done. You're adding value without even having to do anything. Just you're you're just basically you're, this is what I said. You're a reporter. You're a reporter that goes out there and finds the good stuff and brings it to these people, and they're going to love it. They're going to stay engaged because it's good stuff. You're you're creating goodwill, and then you're going to sprinkle in a pitch for your stuff, or or for other people's stuff. or for other people's stuff. Or here's the other thing. This is a this is a great idea. Maybe you have other products that you might want to start selling. You're going to maybe use an affiliate link in your associate's account for that product and you can start making money immediately on that product, on even a competitor's product that you're going to sell and you're going to validate that it will actually sell before you private label the product. So there's another opportunity there for you, right? You're only going to make 6 to 8%, but hey, it's something and yet now you validated if that product will sell to your list, okay? You know, but some people will be like, but I don't want to sell my competitor's product. You're validating right now, my friend. That's all you're and, doing. And you're making money from and it. And you're so, making money from it, right? So, and, and you're still adding value. And I think that's that's one of the biggest things that people get wrong about email marketing, right? Right? Is they, they, they're one of two mindsets. Oh, I have to write these big, long emails. Or I don't have enough products to send them an email every, every week or twice a month, right? One, it's not going to be just sales emails. You should never be sending just sales emails to these to these no. people, right? You want to add value and you want to build an actual relationship. So if you had a friend that was into fishing, you wouldn't send him just fishing vests and fishing poles and all of those things. You would send him fishing videos and an article that you saw on how to tie a different kind of fly. And it you you're sending it just to multiple people. That's really the only difference. And then when you see a cool product, you send it to them. That's, I mean, it's no different. It's no, no different. See that book? Gary Vaynerchuk, jab, 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 right hook. Okay. And it's basically all about sending people valuable content. Those, that's the jabs. And then the right hook is an ask. So it's, it's just give value, 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 ask. Value, 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 ask. Okay, and that's what we're talking about. That's on my bookshelf. I've read it. I like it. I like the guy. Um, some of the stuff. Some of the stuff he's a little aggressive on, but um, he, he's a he's a you know he understands marketing and and really people. 
And, and that's what it is. It's like, you know, how, how to tell your story in a noisy social world. It's really about giving value and then you can sprinkle in your content and people are okay with that, right? But if you keep hammering them every day about an offer, you're going to lose them. And then, then that's where you get that audience that doesn't pay attention to you anymore. That's the noisiness. So um, I definitely recommend something like that. If you guys haven't read that, I would definitely pick up that and check that out. Um, okay, so we're back on Facebook Live. Is there any questions on Facebook Live that we can dive into? We've, had, we've answered a bunch here. we got more coming in, though. Um, Scott. Yeah. Scott, Scott, Chris, I was going to ask for, for out, people out there. Do you suggest, uh, I mean, you know, for the Facebook page, when we first started our Facebook page, we just did a generic Facebook page, like, you know, the, the old saying from RDM was, uh, you know, who loves yoga or, you know, mm -hmm. I love yoga. Wait, is it best to do that type of page that's open or do your brand specific Facebook page or have both? Maybe some people out there would want to know that. Yeah. Well, here's 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 what I here's where I would go with that. And that's what Danny was saying. Um, and, and, that, and his problem was like, well, OK, now we've we've kind of got people that are kind of they're scattered. Right. They have different interests. OK. We, we don't, it's okay if you have that, but then you're going to have to segment that out. Okay. Because I don't want to send, like if I, and, and that's what Danny was saying, like if you have a thousand people on an email list, but only 25 people are interested in what you have, then, then you really only yeah. have a list that's interested if there's only 25 people. And that makes sense. So I want all of the stuff that we're going to put out there that's going to attract them. We call them lead magnets. We call them, uh, you know, like just special offers, whatever, right? Those are to attract the right people into that Facebook fan page and, or your email list. And when that's happening, now we know that that person is targeted. So a perfect example, a great way to build a list in your market is to do a contest. And even if you don't have the product, okay, let's say that you just go and you find three products that you know your audience would like in your space. You do a contest, you run it for a couple weeks, you build an email list that people enter, you spent 150 bucks on those products to give those people when they win, but now you've built a list of people that you know are interested in that topic. So it's like the fishing yeah. thing. If we went out and spent $150 in fishing gear and we did this massive contest and, and you could share it with friends and this, that, and the other thing, all of a sudden you get all this buzz around this thing and we got this list now of people that we know enter because they want the fishing gear because they're into fishing. And if they're not into fishing, they've got it for someone else that's into fishing, right? So they're in, they, they at least have that in, yeah. in their mind. It's gonna be easier than if you have like, today's deal is fishing gear. Tomorrow's deer, uh, deal is, uh, I don't know, you know, dusting stuff for, you know, home goods dusting or whatever. Stuff. Whatever, I don't know, right? <laughs> that's like, hard battery. Yeah, and, yeah. and um, to, to kind of answer your question, I think you have both. I think the primary yeah. page that you build and you interact with yeah. is the I love yeah. garlic press. I love cooking, right? Because See, those people will also be interested in garlic presses, but it lets you talk to them about a bigger variety of things. Yeah. From that, as you start to bring out the lead magnets, right? If I do 87 ways to use pressed garlic, well, people who don't like garlic, you know, vampires are not going to get on that list. Right. Right, because they don't care about how to press garlic. So I can segment those people on the back end. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, yeah. I, I was just wondering. Is that Englishy enough for you? For for us, we have we have a generic Facebook page, but we never made an actual brand Facebook page. Do you know what I'm saying? We never went, you know, Mr. Fly's fishing tackle stuff, and then you could. Do, it's always been, you know, I love fishing, or you know, world of travel, or something like. We've never actually, even though we've got different brands, we never did that. Again, we ran away, to be honest, away from the Facebook uh, model because of the changes, you know, with the review groups coming in and all that, that we just, you know, send out our, our emails versus them. 
and also having a lot of our own emails from selling past products. So it was never really a concern for us to do Facebook type stuff, but obviously now it's, you know, it's kind of coming back in, right? And it's going to be the new trend again. Yeah, so and I think, why- I think as you grow and as your brand becomes a known brand, that's when having your brand page becomes yeah, more relevant. Yeah, that's what I, that's what right? I figured. I- and, and Aaron on Facebook Live just said, you know, it's easier to create content for a large audience. Right. If I have a I love fishing page on Facebook, I can talk about reels, rods, tackle, flies, vests, hats, different types of fish, weather. Um, where to travel, where, where to go. All of those kinds of things, best fishing uh, boats, fishing fish finders, fish GPS, you know, fishing tours, all of those kinds of things I can talk about. And then I can let the audience kind of segment themselves. The power of having a brand page comes when you're actually a known brand. So when somebody has bought your product, right, or somebody's maybe on that email list already and you've associated them with the brand, then coming at them as the brand is a little less weird if that makes sense. Um, But you're going to get a much higher uptake in the beginning of people who are interested if you keep it more generic because it seems more genuine. And it is more genuine, right? You're not only trying to sell them stuff. People are less likely to like Billy Bob's Fly Fishing Facebook page than they are to like I Love Fly Fishing because I Love Fly Fishing is more genuine. It's yeah. Not trying to sell it. Billy Bob is trying to sell them fly fishing. Gear. That's right. That's oh, right. I, I love yeah, fly fishing. Also, is trying to sell them fly fishing gear. I'm gonna, but you come at it from a more genuine angle. Uh, I'm going to give you guys another example here of of how this can also work. And this is a real example. Uh, my my father a while ago had a uh, blog that he was doing as like humor. Okay. And, you know, it basically it was videos that were doing really well on YouTube and then they would get shared and he had them up on his blog and all that stuff. And he enjoyed doing it because he liked the videos. He thought they were funny, too. And then you'd surround them with some ads. Right. So, OK, cool. Sounds like a good idea. Well, he was he was the traffic because of some of those videos were starting to go viral on his blog. The traffic that he had was crazy. Right. Now, AdSense money was OK. Right. But you couldn't really know what the what that audience was gonna buy, right? Because we, you might laugh at at something, but you got totally different interest than this person and that person. But you guys all think that that was funny that that guy just you know tripped and fell or something in his front yard, right? When he was trying to scare his kid, right? That's funny. But but I don't know if you're into fishing. That guy might be into fishing. The other guy might be into ham radio. I don't know, right? But it, it's one thing to do that to get the traffic. And that's okay, but if you can get that targeted traffic, it's going to be that much more uh, precise and easier when you go to to do this. Now, if you do have more that's random like that, one thing you could do is just run a quick little survey and say, like, pick five things here that you're most interested in right now, and then boom, and polls polls work very polls. Yeah, do a poll, um, any of that stuff, and we've talked about that. And again, I don't want to make this into a complete like how to you know how to build your email list because that's not really what we were set out to do. But it's kind of where it ended up. And people on, on uh, Periscope were asking a, a lot about it. And actually, there's a couple more here. Someone said, how do you run the contest? So, Chris, well, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways you can do it, right? Yeah, and there's there's some easy ways. Like, you can just do an email opt-in. Um, but there's also a bunch of platforms out there. And it, honestly, just to keep you on the right side of legal stuff, I would probably recommend using a platform. Uh, Shortstack, KingSumo, um, what was the one you hey sent yo. me the other day? 20, 22 Social, Heyo. Yep. Um, yeah. 
there's there's a huge number of them out there. Yeah, and you, don't they all have... need, you don't even need a website. They actually, a lot of them host their own stuff. So all you got to do is just set it up and then just send people to that link. You know what I mean? I would get a little, I would get a little fancy. I'll give you guys a little tip. What I would do is if you were going to use that on someone else's platform, what I look at me pointing with a pen right now, like I'm really smart. Um, you got yours too. Um, so what you, what you would do is just go to GoDaddy, buy a domain name. Maybe it's like, you know, flyfishingcontest.com, right? And then I would forward that to that that URL that's on Heyo or Shortstack or anything like that. So just a little. So that you can just share flyfishingcontest.com. Exactly. It'll point them to the right place. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And what's that going to cost you? Like 10 bucks for a domain name for the year? You know? Yeah. 